We're here to help you navigate your business growth with strategic conversations and insights from experts in multiple industries. Welcome to Wayfinding Growth. This episode of Wayfinding Growth is brought to you by Sprocket Talk. If you're ready to take your HubSpot experience to a whole new level, you need to join Sprocket Talk as a free VIP member. That's right, free. Tutorials, courses, training, HubSpot updates, and so much more. Head to sprockettalk.com slash WG to join the movement and get an exclusive Wayfinding Growth deal. Welcome to the show. I'm Remington Begg. And I'm Dan Moyle, and I'm so glad that you're here, Remington, and our listeners are too, or our viewers. Hi. Yeah. <laughs> On today's episode, we're talking about owning a business is like parenting. Hmm. So, Dan, what did you think about this episode? Uh, dude, ton of fun. I love... So I'm just going to kind of back up for a minute or take a step back. I love this show because every other week is something different. Yeah. So like on, on, you know, odd weeks, let's say it's you and I just talking and kind of almost like a therapy session, as you mentioned in the episode. Yeah, and then the other week is like a therapy session. Yeah. So I just, I love it. Um, but today's episode in particular, I had a couple of things I took away from it. One of them was um, we talked about where you get inspiration for leadership. Yeah. And you mentioned a couple of masterminds and some of the people and just self-awareness and this kind of thing and being a learner. That was a huge knowledge bomb, I think. Uh, and then the other one was you said own things personally, but don't take things personally. Uh. Uh, and that led later into a discussion too about being offended. Uh, you can have a position without being offended. It's okay. Like how all that works with relationships. So that was really good. I like that. Don't take things personally, but own them personally. So yeah, I should put that on the wall. Yeah, man. I say smart things every once in a while. You do. <laughs> yeah, that was a lot of fun. So this is awesome. So my friends, here it is. Season two, episode nine. Let's set a course for growth. Welcome back to the show, faithful listener. I'm your co-host, Dan, as I bump my mic. <laughs> listener. I think, I hope we have more than one. Yeah. Well, you know, my, my hope is like, hey, faithful listener. And there, and the one, the multiple people, multiple people are like, hey, that's me. Oh, right. Yeah. I mean, Maybe. we are doing this. We are doing this for you. Exactly. Yeah, that's a true story. True story. There you go. So welcome back to the show. Remington, thanks for uh, taking time to just sit and visit with me, man. Yeah, no, this is fun. This is almost like therapy. So I'll take it. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking that too. Uh, so today we're turning inward again. It's you and I talking. You and me. Is it you? Whatever it is. Um, I'm a writer, not a, not a grammar. Um, <laughs> but we're looking at uh, how Impulse Creative has grown as a business over the years and how our lead wayfinder, you navigated that journey. Um, and our subject today came out of a pretty interesting random conversation. So you and I were talking and you made a comment that, that now, first of all, I realized that one of our core values is candor. Yeah. But I also understand that like, and, and we're also a pretty horizontal organization. We're all adults, but also there is a hierarchy, so to speak. Right. And I re report to you and I've always heard, the, the saying, you don't, you don't bitch downhill. Sure. Right. So I assume the owners don't come complain to the employees that report to them. With that said, you made a comment that kind of made me go, wait, what you, you said, uh, something to the effect of owning or running a business is like parenting. Yeah. I gotta be careful I, what I say to you. <laughs> well, I, I thought, so my, my first thought was, oh boy, somebody was childish. They're being kind sure. of a little baby. Right. I, I thought negatively. Yeah, we, we we talked it out, and, and it wasn't like that at all. So so let's go back to that moment, if you if you can remember it at least. Uh, yeah. What was what was kind of happening? What went through your mind, and what did you mean by that? Yeah. So um, so parenting, so parenting to me, and I'm you know three and a half years in, 
parenting to me, I have learned since I became a parent is something that is actually quite intentional. Mm -hmm. Like it can happen by accident. Don't get me wrong, but the art of parenting is quite intentional. Like there's, there's things that you, you want to lead by example, right? Mm -hmm. And you want to, you want, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make them drink. Right. That you can we'll inspire people to do certain them. things. Yeah. <laughs> right. Which is not good. Yeah. yeah. You can inspire. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So, so like it, in the conversation, the conversation started, um, not necessarily the one with you, but like the conversation about owning a business and running a business, especially like I'll say a small business, like one where the CEO has a direct relationship with the employees. And I say direct, like knows them. They're not a number like relationship um, where we are with impulse. Yep. And my dad had said stuff to me, you know, my dad, my dad was an entrepreneur, had a couple employees, but never really like went over the threshold of more than a, more than one or two at any given time. And that's totally fine for the record. Um, but he started talking to me about parenting gladly. I mean, he has lots of experience mm -hmm. um, and unique experience. I mean, mm -hmm. I grew up on a boat for God's sake, which but, has to be an episode at some point. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe <laughs> I bring my dad in. Oh, um, dude, that'd be awesome. He'd be so freaked out. He'd be so freaked <laughs> out. But anyhow, so as we go, as, as we go into this, like he was talking about, you know, having a second child, which you know, Rachel's pregnant and um, is going to be different. And I can't treat Carter the same way that I treat, the new baby. And I'm like, yeah, I know. And he's like, what do you mean? You know, he's like, no, I don't think you know. I'm like, no, really? I do. <laughs> I have, I have 14 children. Right. And I, again, didn't mean it negatively, but it was, uh, I'd have to deal with different personalities and I have to try and design the outcomes as a CEO. Right. My job is to make sure that the, that the ball rolls. And now we're starting to get to the point where the ball rolls so fast that I have to get out of the way of it, but that's, that's a journey and something we'll probably talk about in a future episode. Um, but when we're, when we're digging into the, you know, this whole like family, um, you know, or parenting point of view, I very much think about team impulse as my family. Um, mm -hmm. hell I spend probably more time with them than I do my family. Um, in a lot of cases, virtually or otherwise. Right. And so, you know, when I think about it as a parent, like, yeah, you guys are kind of all my kids, but like, I don't mean that in a demeaning way whatsoever, but sometimes we just got to like remind everyone why we're here and what we're trying to accomplish. And like, yeah. Hey, you're not in trouble, but let's not do that again. Or, you know, or wow, I'm really proud. Like someone just got a goal, you know, like there's just so many different ways to kind of slice that up, but it's the personalities and the caring. And um, sometimes people can be pissed off at dad but dad means the, means the best. You know what I mean? Um, so I think there's a lot of different ways that we can slice it, but sometimes I try to relate it to parenting rather than just being a boss. Yeah. And, and I, the other thing too, I kind of, it makes me think of is not only what you just said, but also a responsibility for, right. You, sure. you have a responsibility, you have 14 children, so to speak, but that means 14 lives that you're kind of responsible for. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, and generally like even beyond that, right. I've got yeah. 
a wife and two kids. Some people are single. Some may have one partner, but whatever. But like that, that's a responsibility as a parent to help us get to where we're going. And we, we raise a child to be an adult. So we are raising adults, um, but we're responsible for their well-being and, and their choices, right? Getting their choices. Um, so yeah, that's interesting. And I think too, like you said, this, you see this as, as for small businesses, as for entrepreneurs with small teams, but do you think it also applies to leaders of teams? Like, sure. can that be for like executives or a director or somebody like that? Let's just call it like, I think, I think my belief I don't have any data to back this up, but my, my belief is if you have direct reports and you treat them like family and you treat them like you're a parent, um, you know, that, that you're going to see some success. And I think this also ties into, you know, in previous episodes, I've talked about like hiring someone and not trying to change them. Mm -hmm. Um, And like, and it's imagining that they're never going to leave. Like, are you okay with them? Kind of thing. It kind of is the same thing. Like you, you don't get to be like, oh, you're not my son anymore. I mean, I guess you kind of could. But like, you know, nowadays, it's craziness. It's not, but it's not but, healthy. But in, in all reality, like, you don't get to choose that, you know? And, and yeah. you, it's it's that permanent commitment. It's that focus on trying to, like, make everything good. And, and so I think if people think about it that way, it forces some compassion hmm. uh, in business that I think a lot of times can get lost very quickly. Which speaks to me as relationships. Mm. Right. I mean, that's what it comes down to is whether it's uh, it, you can't change them. So like getting married or whether it's, or being in a relationship of some kind, uh, you know, um, personal relationship like that, or it's family, children. Um, but it's, it's developing and nurturing relationships and respectfully and all that. It's, it's just, it's interesting, but I like how you said it's like parenting. Cause that's such a, a quick thing for so many of us to picture. Yeah. Especially as parents starting to understand what the heck's going on. Right. But like, right. you know, you know, it's the little things though. So what's funny is, um, so you said a comment in the beginning, like you don't want to bitch, bitch down. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think you should bitch up either. Um, that's a cultural issue, but, but like if you're, if you're bitching down, um, and that person knows about it, that's one thing. But like, if you're unhappy with what your child did and you say something in the hopes that they don't do it again, right. That's, that's something it is that relationship. But it's also one of those things that I think it forces a mindset to that point of that relationship and that, that coordination that is something that I don't think, um, I don't think people really think about anymore. Um, It's like, I think business gets really transactional and millennials, I'm throwing a bucket here and I am one technically, right? But when we think about when we think about business and we think about millennials, millennials are very suspect in general. Like they're not very trusting out the gate, at least what I know. Like they're always like trying to see what the other angle is, which I think forces people to think a certain way. Um, and business shouldn't be that way, but in a lot of cases, I think we try to trust numbers. And I'm I'm a repeat offender um, yeah. in that regard and trying to trust numbers and then like indicate success but that's like me trying to figure out like all the world's problems right yeah you're you're a data nerd that's all right <laughs> or as your shirt says your, digger. i say as your shirt says gold digger. Gold digger i love that <laughs> oh, i want one of those um and, and the other thing too I, I wrote down is uh guide or lead versus force yeah so one of the things that we've talked about you know offline too is like 
it's also like parenting because you can't make your kids do things in a way you can sometimes. But like in, in reality, you want them to be independent, but you want to guide them and lead them. And it's the same thing with employees. How, how do you, how do you guide versus force as a leader? How do I guide versus force? So I don't have the answer to this. Mm-hmm. How, do you, um, how do you try? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So I think, um, so I've always tried to lead from the front. Um, and what I mean by that is, Hey, this is how I think it should be done. Instead of pointing and saying, this is where you should go. Like, this is how I did it. Right. Um, but that's a double-sided sword in some cases, because when you try to lead from the front, if people, if people don't like that whole lead a horse to water, right? Like mm-hmm. here, let me hold your hand. Let me bring you to the water. Can't make them drink. And you made a joke about drowning them. Sometimes <laughs> that's the part I haven't figured out yet. Right. right. How do we, how do we bring them to the water, inspire them to drink when we know that they have to drink to survive? Right. Um, that's the part I haven't figured out. But when I think inspiring, inspiring action is easier than, than demanding it, but there's a place for demanding it too. Like people have to understand that at a certain point, like you shouldn't do that again. Right. Or you shouldn't do that anymore. Um, or you should do that kind of thing. Uh, that's the part I don't have the answer on. And, and then also understanding the answer for one, it's not the answer for another. Hmm. I think that's probably one of the biggest learnings that I've had as I, as we start, you know, we've got 14 active employees, not including myself. Um, what works for one or two or five doesn't work for the other set of one or two or five, um, which is tough because you want the same outcome, but you, you might have to hit it in a completely different way. Yeah. Who do you, who do you look to for those, that inspiration of how to lead? Um, I mean, we're getting into kind of a, a leadership discussion, which could be a whole podcast yeah. itself, but like, who do you look to? Because I, I see you as, I mean, you've owned this business for 12, 13 years now Yep. and you're not all that old. So like, this isn't your only job technically, but I don't, I don't picture you having a lot of bosses to inspire you over the years. Um, so what do you do to, to find that inspiration? So that's a great question. So I have been a part of a bunch of mastermind groups. So there's a digital mastermind group. Um, they have an event in October that I'm not going to be able to be at because there's, it's a no fly zone for the baby, but I love meeting with these other individuals. Um, a lot of times they call me on my crap and vice versa. Um, but that's, that's the really hard part is trying to find those people who you can bounce ideas off of that aren't, um, tainted with, acquisition. And what I mean by that is like, you can have conversations with a lot of people that could be higher up or in a related industry. Um, and you have to make sure that they're like the, your success, they're, they're biased for your success, not theirs. Right. And, and stuff like that. So I, I've had a lot of relationships where, where that is, um, where that hasn't been a problem, but I've also had more recently, a lot of relationships where, you're taking advice and it's like, wait, that doesn't make sense. Like there's, there's some other, um, there's some other area, but the digital mastermind group has been great finding other parallel markets. Like the podcasting has been fantastic. Like I learned some stuff from big B coffee episode, mm-hmm. like, and just how he talked about things from a brand point of view that were super valuable. And um, you just got to look at inspiration from a lot of different places. I read like crazy. 
Um, Built to Sell was a really good book, mm-hmm. even if you're not considering selling and uh, that kind of thing too. Sorry, that was a rant. No, that was perfect. Um, so that tells me uh, a couple of things. Self-awareness is one of them. Uh-huh. Uh, what you said at the beginning of this was intentional, yeah. right? Owning and running a business or a team is like parenting because you have to be intentional. Yep. Um, and always Very learning, cool. right? Lifelong learning. So. Yeah, and then realizing that we're people. Like you don't have employee number 14 coming in. You have a human. Mm-hmm. Um, they could be having a bad day when you give them feedback. Could be having a good day when you're getting, when you give them feedback and they think that they're awesome. Um, when you're trying to give bad feedback or vice versa. Right. So it's just one of those things like you've got to be a, I, I try to lead from the front and be human in how I try to bring things across. But the double-sided sword of that is sometimes the message doesn't go through because maybe I'm being overly human mm-hmm. <laughs> and trying to soften the blow, you know? So, right. but that's, that's, I've no, I, I know I've had that issue with parenting, like <laughs> legit parenting right. where I'm like, Oh, well he did that again. How did I actually, uh, how did I actually bring that up? Um, but that's a big thing. But you know, one thing that the best part about parenting, I've learned more about myself as a human dealing with my three and a half year old and there's no filter like a three and a half year old. One of the beautiful things, there's no filter. One of the horrifying things is there's no filter. (laughs) But like when you deal with, when you deal with employees and people that are more mature, they have filters and that communication, like they could be alone on their own Island suffering and you could, and they could be like, I'm cool. I'm good. Like you have to be able to identify that um, as well. But Jackie from our team, said this and I've never heard it this way before you point away, you've got to point at yourself with your thumb. And that's probably one of the biggest lessons. Like, why is, why is Carter doing that? Carter's my son. Hmm. Why is Carter doing? Oh, I do that. (laughs) You know what I mean? And that kind of thing. So that's, that's been a fun exercise. And so it brings up a whole nother point of view when you start thinking about it uh, in the professional setting. Yeah, absolutely. And so you said a, a word that triggered something for me, feedback. Yeah. So owning a business, running a team, uh, and parenting all, all seem to take a lot of feed, open feedback channels. Sure. And it seems to me like here at Impulse anyway, I mean, we're very open as far as, you know, candor is one of our core values. Yeah. Feedback is part of what we do. Sure. So feedback isn't always negative, right? Right. That can be positive and, and should be. It shouldn't always be, oh, I got to have a feed. I got to, I got to have a meeting with Remington. We got to have a chat. He's going to give me right. feedback. I'm probably going to get fired. It should never yeah. be that. Yeah. Um, has that been intentional for you as well then? Like, did you, did you think about that early on or is that just kind of naturally developed for you? I think it's, I think it's naturally developed, but it's, but it's a two way street, right? So I try to make sure all those feedback channels are there. Um, and we made a joke about 15, five a while back, like one word answers like, yep. Okay. Right. You know, um, feedback's a two-way street and as a human i want to be able to help out a friend or a family member but if they're silently suffering or they don't agree or they i say lie but i don't mean like on purpose trying to be deceitful more so like like you got it like you got it dan you got it jane i'll use jane because jane doesn't exist in our office (laughs) you got it jane um, and the answer in like, you get a nod, like that's a signal that's feedback that you understand what I'm just putting down. 
right? And um, and I've seen this with Carter. Like, you can't do that again, okay? Do you understand? And he goes, and then he does it again. Right. That means he said yes, because that's what I'm understanding it to be. But it doesn't mean uh, that he did, in fact, understand it. And so, like, I try with Carter, like, repeat back to me. Like, repeat what I said back to me. Like, show me that you understand. But that can that can get a little condescending when you when you're talking to a a 25 year old a 45 year old, right? Repeat back what you think I believe, um, you know. But that feedback is super important on both sides because the parents or the child or the employee and the boss need to be on the same page about performance or about um, happiness or about uh, fulfillment and all of those things. And yeah. I can be as clear as I can on everything and still fail as a parent if the if the child's not picking up what I'm putting down or the employee is not picking down what I'm putting down and vice versa, right? right. So I think it's important, not just feedback, but also understanding. And I, and I think it's developing that culture of, of active listening, right? Yeah. You know, you lead by example, you do that. When we have a discussion, you'll give – you know, okay, so what I'm hearing you say is blah, 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 right? Yep. Um, so, yeah, I think that's good. And then the other thing, too, that I kind of uh, – I was thinking about when you were saying that is you said friend. Yeah. How – so whether it's – whether you think of employees as family or you become friends. Uh-huh. And you and I have been friends for a long time before I started working here. How – man, there are difficult times come, difficult discussions come. Sure. How – dangerous is it to see employees as friends or and is that risk worth it absolutely worth it mm-hmm. um risky um and a perfect a perfect example is like rachel and i were very close with the first regime of people like to a point that um and we are now too but like the journey hasn't been that way from the since the chrysalis effect that we mm-hmm. keep referencing we're gonna have to go like super deep into into that, like yes, we for a VIP only episode or something, Ooh, um, or maybe you just have to meet us at Inbound at the bar. I don't know. One uh, of the two. I'm good with that too. <laughs> but um, you know, but Rachel had people like had have had one of the employees planning the baby shower that left abruptly without any explanation mm. before the baby shower happened. Right. Mm. So like. So there's, there's everyone opens up and they don't have this wall. And for a long time, and the reason I'm bringing out that, that example is like, there's a lot of personal connection there. That personal connection is magic. If it's mutually personal, like personal affection and happiness. Right. Mm -hmm. But if it's, but if it's not used for good on both sides or like people don't, if it's not true, it's super dangerous, but that's like any friendship. But when you start thinking about the professional, the professional area, like a lot of people say, don't crap where you eat. Like don't start dating someone at at work. Well, it's because the risk is substantially higher, not because it's going to be any less impactful in your life, you know? Um, But if you, if you know what is possible and there's so many, like I know a whole bunch of people at HubSpot, like we're not big enough for that to happen at Impulse, but like, there's a whole lot of people at HubSpot that are like HubSpot sweethearts. They got together because they work together and there's like thousands of people that work there now and everything's awesome. 
But on the flip side, when you think about just the friendship or like the family, like I like to think family, like, because I don't have a choice. Friendship is like, you have a choice whether or not. Um, and when you think of the professional side, I think it can be both. Um, but what's important is to, is to own things personally, but not take feedback personally. Right. Like it could be very, it could be very, um, like, Hey, I'm, and I try to do this a lot. All right. I'm talking to you as a friend right now. Right. And that's usually when I start going into like a personal direction about how I think situations should be different or, Hey, I'm talking to you as a boss right now. I need you to do X, right? That's a very, there's two very different, clear, like one's my opinion. One is my directive. Um, those types of things are easy to navigate if there's communication. Um, I think friendship is so powerful. Like imagine no liking and trusting everyone you work with, like what's possible. Mm-hmm. Um, where imagine that crazy uncle that you can't stand, right? Like, mm-hmm still technically family, still a crazy uncle. Um, you let him sit in the couch and fall asleep after dinner. Right. So that you can like play with your Legos. I'm just throwing random things around, but like <laughs> in general, like there's a couple different areas there. So it's like that the mix of those two things from a company point of view, or like thinking that way is like, who's the crazy uncle and who's my friend. You're going to think about how that can start to relate. And it also tells you whether or not that's right or not. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause if you see those, You've got to try and make things productive so you can have those vectors all aligned. All right. Rant over. Yep. No, it was good. I I like the magic happens, right? When you get to just like doing business with those, we get to know, like, and trust. Sure. It's doing business internally, creating business with the KLT. That's good. Yeah. That KLT thing is huge and it keeps coming around for us. So it does. Yeah. Like I joke with our developers, you've got two customers, the customer and the marketer, right? And it's the same thing across the board. Like, there's multiple levels of customers. Oh yeah, absolutely. So. Good stuff, man. This is a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. Like any, any, any last thoughts on parenting and, and business running? Don't get offended. That's good. That's good. Like, like there's so much opportunity personally and professionally, real families or work families for people to, to make that magic. And it immediately shuts down the second one person gets offended. Um, and I think nowadays society, it's very easy to get offended. Like you can still have a position and not get offended. Right. Um, and you know, and I think that's, that's one of the big things that's really tough. Like I want someone to have a position, but I don't want them to get offended with the things that I say. And of course that's a two way street too. Like don't say things it would trigger someone getting offended, but at the same time you have to provide that feedback. Yeah. yeah. Don't get offended. And it's not, and it's not, I like that you said, don't, don't say things to trigger somebody else. Like it's not like we have to walk on eggshells, but just be kind right. and be human. Right. And understand that, you know, if, if you don't know that offends them and they tell you, don't do it again. Sure. Right. But if they don't ever tell you, it's hard to know. I mean, you can pick up on You'll it. You'll find out. Yeah. You'll find out. Right. Yeah, but, for sure. Yeah. Well, and that's, and that's where candor came in as a core value, right? Like, like provide feedback, but be sensitive and supportive, right? So you're not going to come through and be like, you suck. You're going to come through and be like, you know, I probably would have done it this way in order to achieve this outcome. Does that make sense? Like right. you, the same, you're trying to get the same outcome, but you're not trying to ruin someone's day. Um, and I think it's very easy for us to like 
quick little tweet. And then all of a sudden it snowballs out of control. But the person receiving that also needs to understand where it's coming from, um, which I think a lot of times people just, they just light on fire. It's like, <sighs> mm-hmm. dumpster fire. Dumpster awesome, man. Fire. Great stuff, as always. Uh, next episode uh, that you and I are together, I want to talk a little bit about how you don't have to be at the business at all, at all times because you were sick for a, huh. like, a couple of weeks almost. <laughs> yeah, I know. Still, still recovering. Yeah. yeah. How, so don't have to be mentally and physically we're going to talk about. <laughs> but, uh, but yes, um, it's definitely different than it used to be, which is yeah. going to be fun to talk about. And the very next episode is when we talked with Kevin Barber from Lean Labs about running a business uh, from outside of the country. Wow. Yeah. So that was, that was a lot of fun too, that I, I got to, I got to sit and talk with Kevin for us uh, on our yeah. behalf. So looking forward yeah, to that as well. I was out sick. I mean, po- even the podcast still goes like, you can't even get it. You can't even stop this thing. Right. Awesome, man. Well, thanks for being a part of this. Uh, as always, thanks for giving us the vehicle for that. And uh, yeah, man, cheers. Awesome.